Who wants to say welcome to the sorting chat? <coughs> Not me oh, don't I'm die, coughing. Sherry. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> She's coding. <laughs> Welcome to the Sorting Chat. Hey, it's Sherry welcoming us to the Sorting Chat. Sorting Chat. I said Sorty Chat. <laughs> um, that was bad. Here. Hi, I'm Sherry. Yes, and I'm Lauren. And I'm Dale. Has everybody got something to drink today? It doesn't yes. have to be. H2O. Anxiety juice. <laughs> Anxiety juice. <laughs> that's what, uh, I wasn't recording, but that's what uh, Dale referred, called coffee. And I thought it was so funny Which that not, I wrote it down on my bake statement. That's not actually what I'm drinking. I'm actually just <laughs> drinking water. But oh. I'm just going to refer to all of my beverages as anxiety juice. Because it's just the anxiety is just there with or without the juice. This is truth. <laughs> it's like it literally is in my bloodstream. It's my lifeblood. Guys, I'm like, <laughs> I am chill as fuck. I'm drinking. Hey. Dale, you'll be proud of me. I'm drinking... <laughs> A wine, it's called Witch's Brew. Are you drinking oh it out of the God. bottle? No, but I have it on the desk so I can have more. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Just, you, just, I asked because you held up the bottle and I, I wanted to show you. Glass. Okay, I just Here's thought maybe drink. Oh, okay. Um, it's red wine with spices added. Someone brewed that and added <laughs> spices to it. Is there any Eye of Newt in it? Uh, the ingredients are not on the bottle. Oh, that's uh, funny. Uh, hold on. Uh, when served warm, it fills the night air with the spirits of cinnamon, cloves, and nutmeg, dispelling the chill of the season. It's 90 degrees. <laughs> fire up it's your cauldron. It's pretty disgusting down here. <laughs> it says, fire up your cauldron and heat this brew to the temperature of a witch's tongue, but do not boil, lest the enchantment be undone. Bewitched! The last word why? is just bewitched. With the why <laughs> would you know the temperature of a witch's tongue? Well, we are the experts. Oh, well, I mean, I guess it would be 98.5 <coughs> degrees. That's true. Like a normal person. <laughs> yes. But what if witches have, like, you know, what if they're, like, uh... They what, burn hotter. Reptiles. Are we talking about Harry Potter witches? Because they're just humans. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they... you don't. Well, I guess you do know that, because you assume that muggle-borns go to the doctor before they ever... Right. Right. go into the wizarding world and they right. would notice if their body temperature was like 50. I want to ask this. <laughs> I want to ask this real quick cuz I've been thinking about Molly Weasley again. <laughs> and Did you see did you see that comment card? I did. On yes. our thing that Thank you um, Jordan Haggerty for submitting your comment card. Yes. Uh, cuz it lets us know that you care and it lets us know that you listen to the episode. Exactly. <laughs> I actually haven't listened to the new Thanks, episode. Thanks, Sherry. Um, I like how he <laughs> called it a twist. It was a twist. A twist that I am, uh, that I'm Molly Weasley. That you are Molly Weasley. So what are your it new thoughts on Molly Weasley? Well, I'm just wondering, we were talking about one of the, one of the very few pieces of leeway that I and you guys gave her, well, you got, I mean, that I gave her was that when her kids are at home, she's got a, she's got no free time. But that's assuming that they, that they don't go to school anywhere before they go to Hogwarts. Is that the case? Because if she's homeschooling, that's a whole other level. Uh, are they required? I think she is homeschooling because they definitely don't have, like, experience out in the muggle world. Yeah, but um, I'm saying there's not any wizarding witch... I've been drinking this wine for an hour. Are there any like, wizard in which schools, like primary schools? Primary schools. That's actually I a think good question. Only, I don't know. I think only in the like communities like Godric's Hollow or, or like Hogsmeade or something where you'd have a lot of witches. I think otherwise it would be kind of like those like homeschool co-ops. So they, yeah. they could go to school. The Weasleys could have gone to school with like Luna Lovegood, but she's really the only other wizard child near them or like Cedric Diggory. Huh. Yeah. But th those are the only wizard families in in that area, so there wouldn't really be enough kids for a primary school. Mm. So I imagine they do a homeschool. Like they have to have done something because they all like know how to read and do like basic stuff when they get to Hogwarts. Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. And they have to write like long yeah. things for school or, or parchment. Here's a theory I just made up just now. <laughs> they uh uh. They just have like a spell done on them to teach them reading and, and basic math. That would be awesome. That would uh, be cool. Come on. Kind of like Revelio. I'm just trying to think about like how when that you would reveal work. something. It's like well, Revelio. it would work through magic. 
Yeah, no, but I'm just trying to think like what. But kind then, of if that were true, couldn't they just to? learn the contents of every book that they need for Hogwarts, and then they wouldn't really have to go to school? Yeah, yes. it seems like if that were possible, they would just do that with all of their classes. Yeah. What would be the point of going to school at all? Well, maybe that would be illegal, and that brings me to <laughs> to our topic for today, which is weird because we don't usually do this. What? Have a topic. We, we usually have some ideas that we've discussed discussing. Yes. <laughs> but Dale and, and Dale and Sherry, and also I think by pro, in a way, um, our my brother in law Ian, who is a great fan of the podcast and a great listener, and gives us lots of good tips. Um, suggested that we talk about uh, the wizarding legal and criminal justice system. Yes. Which are two different things, but, you know, related. And, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that we don't have your brother on I here. know. I thought about that after we talked about talking about this. Is that, like, this would have been the perfect time to have my brother's... Uh... Oh, no. Well, and we then... can talk about it, and then he can comment if right. he has comments. I think what the listeners want is uninformed rambling, and that's what we yeah, do. That's, that's, what we what do they're gonna, that's what they're going to get, whether they want to <laughs> All right. So buckle up, buttercups, because I got a freaking question for you. Okay. Because I have written notes. So what? There's no wizard lawyers. Why? <laughs> like, why are there no wizard lawyers? I don't know. I guess Because that's question. like the number one thing. Well, are, in some cases, I think they're... Might be, like, because, like, when Harry goes to the Wizengamot, like, Dumbledore represents him. Maybe so, it's because he's a minor, though. I feel like in one of those other trials, Dumbledore is, like, representing someone. If you, l- let's assume for just a second, for the sake of argument, that you have to be represented by someone from the Wizengamot. Mm-hmm. We can only really talk about this in terms of, like, the w- the legal system that we know and understand. And so the wisdom gamot appears to be judge, jury, and executioner. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and also lawyer in, in this case. It's a bad system. Um, do they kill? Do they system. like eliminate people though? It feels like they just shove people in Azkaban, which I guess is like an execution. Oh, they do the dementorskis, but they're not right. actually dying. They're just well. There's only there's only two punitive measures in the whole entire wizarding world. There's breaking your wand. And sending you to prison. There's three. Breaking your wand, sending you to prison, and giving you the Dementor's Kiss. And the prison stays appear to be lifelong, no matter what you do. I don't think so. Yeah, because Hagrid got out. Well, Hagrid got, like, pardoned. But I feel like... Yeah. I feel like at some point they were talking about, like, some sentence somebody got for some amount of time at Azkaban. I can't remember who. Well, who? That's what I'm trying to remember. I feel like it's in, like, the conversation where Harry first learns about... Azkaban. I'm thinking about the hypothetical where he's imagining himself getting sent to Azkaban for blowing up his aunt. But <laughs> I don't think he actually says like an amount of years. I w- well, the only people that we know about in Azkaban are there for life. Yeah, but I would imagine there's some yeah. like petty crimes that get like different sentences or that just get like a fine or something. You know, like if you get like, I don't know, right, like the Ministry of Magic, like, when they regulate things like illegal sales of brooms or whatever, like, I think they're just, or, like, what uh, what Mr. Weasley does when he's, like, misuse of muggle artifacts, like, I think they're just, like, fining people. Um, and it's... Uh, well, did he get in trouble for that? Who? Mr. Weasley got in trouble? No, I'm saying that's his job. Like, his job is to regulate the misuse of muggle artifacts, and I think they have some punitive measures for the people that are caught, like, bewitching teapots and stuff. That I think are just fines, not like getting their wand broken or getting sent to Azkaban, or or having um like, I guess Draco's dad has, uh, dark magic things like you know yeah, like the, the cursed necklace and yeah those you get put in Azkaban for that. Um, for like I think the, they just get confiscated, don't they? Like get I taken. Think the f- the first time, yeah, like when they they raid the house, they just confiscate the stuff. He only gets sent to Azkaban later. Oh, that's right. Maybe it's a maybe it's a uh, if a repeat offender kind of thing because yeah. uh, um, Harry's at risk for getting his wand snapped after the second time of using magic as an underage wizard in in front of a Muggle. Now I don't know if it's because he used it as an underage wizard or because it was in front of a Muggle. Yeah, because the international statute of secrecy established in the seventeenth century. I read it. I read about it today. <laughs> um, it appears to be their most stringent, like 
law. Like, that is the number one thing you can't break. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so, doing magic in front. Yeah. So, I, I farted. So, I would assume that that's the reason why he's in, at risk of having his wand broken and not because he did magic in front of him. Or as an underage wizard, which he didn't, by the way. Which leads me to a whole other thing, but I'm sorry. Do you guys have any questions? Like, Well, I, just to go back to this idea about, like, the... Um, the Wizen Gamut being the judge, jury, and executioner or whatever, but there's also just, like, the minister has kind of supreme power to make whatever, like, so when he decides that Sirius is going to get the Dementor's kiss, it's just like, well, that's just his decision, like, he just gets to make that decision and do it just because he feels like it, like, it's very Mm -hmm. dictatorial. Um, Is the Wizen Gamut, like, like, parliament? Like, do they, because didn't they, like, vote at some point? Or have I, a vote on whether or not Harry was going to get sent somewhere is that or what Parliament does? expelled. I don't know. Oh, it would really help if we have any knowledge of the UK legal system. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if the Wizen Gamut is like a like a grand jury or if it's like a parliament. You know, like yeah. I don't know if it's a judicial or like a legislative. Yeah, that's thing. weird. Because um, they don't really talk much about the actual, I guess, legislative part except for the minister. Right? right? Yeah. Well, um, it's possible that... Well, what I read... I read some stuff today, and I think my understanding is that rather than having, a, like, separate branches of government, it all sort of functions within the same body, but that your different departments would be sort of your legislative body. Not mm. the Wizen Gamot, but, like, you know, the magical... this The Department of Mysteries and the Department of other things. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, there's... And there's also, like, the Department of, like, law enforcement or something. There's, like, some other department that's essentially, like, it's law an enforcement ors? and, like, the, the or Well, the Auror Office is different than... Hmm. It's, like, a subdivision, I think, within the Department of Legal something or other. Hmm. Yeah, they appear to be wizard police. Yeah. Um, and then the Aurors are, like, the special forces. When the International Statute of Secrecy was enacted in the 1600s, that was at a time when Western law was, you know, being formed. Mm-hmm. So let's say that at that point, the Wizarding World cut off all contact with the Muggle world. Did their... I'm wondering if their their system of law developed entirely separately from Muggle law. And mm-hmm. uh, if it was influenced in any way by Muggle law, or if this is the natural course of a group of people who I mean because what essentially what they've done is given absolute power to a very few people with absolutely no oversight or regulation Yeah, is this, in, is this indicative of the kind of thing that would happen with a society of people who have different power over the physical world like yeah. I don't know it's just an interesting yeah, no, that's thing a, to think about well you would yeah I mean I think maybe you would assume and obviously incorrectly they might have assumed that like people use that power for good like if you have the power to be sure that someone is guilty of a crime by something like variety serum or whatever like you would never wrongfully convict someone or if you have these powers mm -hmm. you would use them correctly but like dale and i were talking about i think sometimes they're just lazy you know and so a a lot of the time like what fudge is doing is just lazy like not using the variety serum on Barty Crouch Jr. or on or serious, serious yeah, and just making kind of just throwing Stan Shunpike in jail just to like look like he's mm-hmm. doing something. So I think mm-hmm. maybe in like an ideal world, like yes, if you had those kinds of powers, you would have the capability of not like kind of wrongfully uh, arresting people, right? Right. And so, and if you have that capability then you don't need to build in a system of checks and balances. Right, right. Uh, because there's no reason, there's no way to obscure the truth, but of course that's not but true. But people are lazy and power hungry at the same time. That's true. And, that's- and magic is weird, y'all. There was a, a moment, because I've been reading um, the <coughs> illustrated version of the first book to it's Jasper. It's so pretty. It really is. And one thing that we were talking about, the hate crime issue, I, I, when I, I, we just read that part, we right now we're in the Diagon Alley chapter, but we just read the part with Hagrid, you know, busting in the shack and like, you know, basically calling everybody a muggle and, you know, giving uh, Dudley a tail, blah blah blah. But there was one thing was that he said something about 
you know, having magic, like we can't, the statute of secrecy is telling Harry about it. And he's, he's saying, you know, we can't tell people because then they would want magical solutions to all their problems. And I remember thinking about that because we spoke about a while back about, you know, if you had magic, would you go be like a missionary and save people? Or what's your responsibility? Yeah, what's your responsibility? Yeah. So if someone was dying and you had the cure to cancer or whatever. With great power. Yes. Um, but Hagrid <laughs> just like kind of shrugged it off like, well, we can't do that because, you know, we can't, you know, because of, you know, muggles will want magical solutions to everything. Hagrid's a conservative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just remember thinking like, Wow, he just kind of shrugs it off. Put out the fires at home first. I'm sorry. Yeah, he shrugs it Go off ahead. basically like, no, we can't do, we can't help muggles because they yeah. just want all of our help all the time. They wouldn't do anything for themselves. They would literally want magic to fix everything. Oh my God. But let's think about that. Do they use magic to fix everything? Does, does Hagrid? I mean, does, no. that's what I'm saying. Like, no. Hagrid is an angry Facebook commenter. But I think like maybe, so <laughs> I know Facebook we talked about commenter. We talked about, um, like, the ethical problems of, like, whether or not wizards should um, should provide, like, solutions. And at some point we were talking about, like, them as wizards having kind of more power or whatever and being, like, the oppressors. But then, like, I was thinking about it in terms of just, like, sheer numbers of people and in terms of, like, history of, like, suspicion of witchcraft and like witch burning and stuff and I was wondering more if it wasn't that not just that they don't want to fix the muggles problems but that they don't want to be kind of exploited and like made to do like things that are kind of against like they don't want to be not like just solving people's problems but like taken in by powerful you know muggles and like sideshow monkeys yeah but also like used as like you know tools of war or something you know like they don't want to be exploited it's interesting that you bring that up because that is the way you go into looking at it that first time you read it i think like that's that's your baseline point of view if you start reading it like as a younger person it's like oh that makes sense that's exactly what would happen to witches and wizards but i have forgotten that over the years as i've become older and uh more truths about the world have have opened up so it's it's a good it's a good (laughs) reminder uh that in fact um that is probably what that i mean i'm not necessarily i don't think that that's what would happen but it's certainly a a possibility you know just like aliens or you know anything that has grand power but the difference of course is that in movies you know aliens and animals and things like that that get just exploited <clears throat> there's like a language difference there's a difference of um there's there's some way in which they are the powerless ones and i don't know i don't know if if guns and warships are ultimately more did i say warships <laughs> the fuck you did i'm like an 80 year old man if guns and sh- and and fucking tanks are like more powerful than magic i don't know like but what about like nuclear weapons? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a yeah. Like I don't know if like a, there's a like spell that can stop you Nuke. know bombs. Well, look at the X Men, y'all. Can we <laughs> learn from the X Men? I mean, all those guys are being exploited or yeah. trying to be exploited by the government. That's true, but they all have like their... one specific power, not literally all the powers. Yeah, but like not all wizards are Dumbledore. You know, mm-hmm. like. Most wizards are just kind of like average everyday guys that can do some like Molly Weasley level like cooking or not to say that Molly Weasley isn't a badass leader in the Battle Mm -hmm. of Hogwarts, but like most wizards are just kind of getting by with their basic like magical prowess and not all of them would be able to stop. Yeah. Bombs or do Dumbledore stuff. That's a good point. Uh, Lauren Culpa, wizards. (laughs) Lauren, Lauren, bad. So, <clears throat> I think the most important question is: uh, Is there an SVU division of the Aurors, and what crimes does the Wizarding World consider especially heinous? Dude, I, uh, I think muggle it. muggle bathing is especially heinous, oh, right? Oh gosh, boom, boom. muggle bathing. Oh. Well, Did no, it wasn't muggle bathing. Yeah, no, muggle bathing is like the thing where they um, 
like make the toilets flush backwards or shrink people's keys. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just like crimes against muggles, like what Dumbledore's father gets arrested for, oh, like hate yeah. hate crimes, basically. Guess- basically, what Hagrid did to Dudley. Okay, yeah. so he would have been investigated no, I mean, by wizard Olivia Benson and wizard Elliot Stabler. I think, Elliot. aside from, like, the, the unforgivable, like, there's obviously the unforgivable crimes, like, at the top of the list, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would think um, crimes against, like, hate crimes would be... You know, making horcruxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably, <laughs> yeah, that's probably up there. Um, I want to say at this point that I have been listening, that I have listened to a couple of episodes of the other pod, the podcast, the you podcast did. that must That's not be awesome. named. That's amazing, <laughs> and, uh, and That's it's amazing. not bad. It's shorter than ours, which helps. Um, um, <laughs> hey, ours is the perfect length for my train ride from Baltimore to DC, so <laughs> okay. I'm okay with it. Um, just just gear it towards that length. I want to point That's that fine. out because in our last episode, I did have our sorting pa- chat page like their page. Uh, to my knowledge, they have not liked us back, but I'm still holding oh, out hope that they are ouch. secretly listening to our bi- episodes. Oh. So if I can put out a shout out to that other podcast, can you guys please sort uh, Benson and Stapler? I would love it. <laughs> I'd just love it. Oh my gosh. Just like sort all the SVU peeps, all the Law and Order peeps. I mean, mainly Ice those two, but sure, Ice Tea and, uh, and uh, <laughs> Munch. Munch. Is it Munch? Yes, Munch. Captain Cragen. <laughs> um, that would be amazing. That would be pretty cool. So get to it, fellas. Um, you know who they sorted in the last episode, though? I'm, I just want to take this little shout-out, because I feel like I we owe them that. Or not. I don't know. They sorted Ellen DeGeneres, and it was pretty funny. It was pretty interesting. Like where they what, went, what did they go with? I think they ended with, ended with Hufflepuff. Shit, I can't mm, remember. Fair. But, but I like that our podcast is just turning into a commentary. That's what on I was going to say. We should call it the Sorting Chat Chat. <laughs> um, but they, uh, there was a one of the ladies gave Sirius like threw a twist in, and was like, "What if she's Slytherin?" Because like, what Ooh. if all of that is for show or something like that? Like, what if oh all of her gosh. kindness is really just serious manipulation? So mm. it was an interesting point know. of view, but ultimately she, none of us were swayed, and and it. She was the one that discovered the actually kid, so she brought something. What the apparently kid? Apparently kid, yes. Uh, apparently. She, apparently. She, apparently, she had the apparently kid on her show, so I feel like her sharing that with the world means she's not a star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, to bring it back to, sorry, you were gonna. One of you guys was gonna say something. I was trying to remember there was another thing I wanted to say about the about the legal justice criminal system and I can't remember what it was now. And this is why I should make fancy notes like you do. I haven't used um, either, yeah, or, or get a pensive. Well, let, a can pensive. I ask you a question as a jumping off point? Yes. What happened to the Dementors? What do you mean? Oh. Well, they Good were question. abolished yep. by Kingsley Shacklebolt who then installed aurors in their place. So you can't kill them, is my understanding. You can't? You know, they you were, can't, kill they can't be killed? No. Maybe they to, were just banished. What are they? Well, let me read you a statement from from the queen herself, because I went and looked it up, because I wanted to know, and there's still not any good the, answer. Oh, the, the queen being J.K. J.K. Rowling. Rowling. I was yes. like, the queen? <laughs> they meant, like, the actual queen. <laughs> she says in a Bloomsbury online chat, July 30th, 2007, you cannot destroy Dementors, though you can limit their numbers if you eradicate the conditions in which they multiply, i.e. despair and degradation. As I've already said, oh. though, the ministry no longer used them to torment its opponents. So what happened to them, she doesn't say. So are mm. they still well, a threat? I think, I think the idea is that if you diminish the condition. So if people are less scared because Voldemort's not in power, they would naturally kind of dissipate. But maybe also they... So the ones at Azkaban, like, would probably breed and multiply and whatever because it's very despair-filled there. But if they were taken away from Azkaban, then maybe they would die naturally. I'm wondering if they then migrate to places where despair is rampant. I wonder if they just like get other jobs and like have a dementor go <laughs> in the office with his briefcase every day. 
<laughs> uh, no. Jeff, I left my key at home. Can you <laughs> can you please buzz me in? I've got listen, if I'm late one more time, uh Smith is gonna have my ass. And that was a Dementor. And his friend Jeff. <laughs> his friend Jeff. They're all named he, like minions, like Kevin yeah. and Stuart. He, he, <laughs> and uh, where would a Dementor work? Where would a Dementor thrive? What kind of job? Oh God! At the mall. Call centers. Oh, Ugh. they'd be perfect Call for centers. that. They'd be perfect. Yeah. So that's what happened to the Dementors. Everybody heard it here first, probably. They're all working at call They're centers. They're working at call centers. I'm glad. I'm glad we answered that question because <laughs> well, we kind of answered it about the Veritaserum and Sirius. We're just yeah, going to chalk just, it up to it's so annoying. He needed to blame somebody and throw them in. And it's there was eyewitness technical. I mean, kind of eyewitnesses. Well, eyewitness I mean, accounts really. can never be trusted. You should That's never true. accept eyewitnesses in a court That's of law. I, I watched How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> just watch, watching all of the Shonda Rhimes shows. Yes, watch all um, of Shonda Rhimes. But yeah, eyewitness accounts should never be trusted. But also, like, Veritas Serum is such an easy solution. Like, why would you not just do it just to, like, have it on the record and, like, have kind of... Diff- like, if you know that you messed up before... And you, well, I guess he doesn't believe that he messed up before. I guess it's believing in your own infallibility that really That's messes true. you well, up. One thing that, because, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say something about uh, if we're going to compare Veritas Serum to, like, lie detector tests. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's like, not really the same, is it? It's not. Like, I mean, but... the lie detector test. I didn't know that. I thought that they were not infallible, but pretty close to being able to scientifically, you know, say. Yeah, because they just measure, like, your your heart rate. And so, like, if you have, like, an anxiety disorder, you know, your heart rate is going to maybe elevate at times that don't really make sense. Right. Well, I was going to say, but not that the not that the lie detector test is infallible, but how do we know for sure that the Verita serum is infallible? Maybe that's part of the issue. That maybe there yeah. are things that you can do to steal yourself against Verita Serum. Maybe there yeah. are ways that um, corrupt uh, law enforcement people could slip you some other kind of potion that um, that masquerades as Verita Serum. But Ian brought up on the Facebook page, which you should all visit, www.facebook.com slash the sorting chat. Um, and that was um, that um, requiring a uh, pensive... You know, pensive of that day and time, well, like oh yeah, like going not, into their memories. Ju- yeah, no, just like ex- you, that was uh, what I was just about to ask. Oh, was like, why couldn't they have just extracted either Sirius's memory or like if Harry and Hermione were the ones swearing up and down that they saw this? Like, why not just extract exactly. their memory? Because as we all know, you can't. There's precedent set in the books that you can't patch up memories without it being obvious. Right? Yeah. So and also like they're underqualified underage wizards who I guess like. You could assume that he had modified their memories, but, like, they wouldn't have been able to. But, yeah. But if they had just gotten his memory out, like, if they had just extracted the memory from him. So, since um, we, in, in this podcast, like to avoid chalking things up to bad writing, what we're chalking it up to is lazy law enforcement. Yeah. Which yeah. is the case for why so many... Which, I think, I think in this case, it is lazy law enforcement and not bad writing because I think you get that like from Fudge's character mm. that he just wants to like wash his hands of things and like you know yeah and that's true of our criminal justice system is too it's, it's like this like, yeah it's exactly like our criminal justice system with like the idea of like safety over justice you know mm-hmm. or action over action and some sort of action leading to some sort of result whether it being the wrong result I don't know. My husband says this all the time. He's all about inaction, like thinking about things before doing. Yeah. And I think Fudge is the opposite of that. He's like, do, let's do something. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't really think about it. And so he just gets the problem taken care of in his own. He wants to look like he's accomplishing something. And that's what is happening, I think, with Sirius and with, well, a lot of things. Yeah, like with Hagrid, with Sirius, with Stan Shunpike, with, uh the whole Barty Crouch Jr. situation. With Veritas Serum, it could be inadmissible because what if, hey, what if someone planted a memory? What if, you know, mm-hmm. what if something happened to their mind that made them think that they did it or didn't do it or something? Because I guess you can tamper with those things, like maybe da- yeah. dark magic or 
Right, but like Whatever. all of those things should be part of like due process, and I think there is no due process in the wizarding world because like they didn't bother to do any of that and then decide whether or not it had been tampered with. They just threw him in jail without any kind of trial. Well, there there seems to be two things here. Well, sorry, I have two comments for based on what you just said. Um, I don't think Dale that anything is inadmissible. Because I don't think they have a real uh, legal system. And, you know what I mean? Like, I I can't imagine anything would be inadmissible unless somebody decides that it is on that day. Right. Um, But as for due process, it seems like, did magic happen at this time? And who was there? That seems to be all they they do. Because, you know, magic happened in the presence of Harry Potter and a muggle when he was underage. They they I they made no attempt to discover who did it. Like who That whole situation is another area that I think is uh poorly written. Poorly honestly. Written. Yeah. The Dobby situation when Dobby blows up the, the pudding. Yeah. Like and then they she I think she has to like cover her tracks later when it's like, Oh well we don't know who was performing the magic, just that there's magic performed near where you were, but like why is it not like a problem when like when Hagrid's performing magic around him or you know I think that the reason behind that is because of the whole uh magic tracker thing that they have on all underage wizards they don't have that on Hagrid right yeah but Hagrid is with Harry so oh. like, if they have I the, see what you're saying they have the trace on on Harry then they should know when Hagrid is performing magic near him. I think she had to, like, kind of do some covering her tracks on that one because I don't think it makes sense. Yeah. I can see what you're saying now. Oh, like, also when when, um, the order comes to, like, rescue Harry and he's all, oh, I can't use magic because I'm not of, like, he wasn't of age yet, right, when they all come to rescue him, but then he's got, like, eight wizards just doing magic in his house. That's true. And they're saying that they don't know which specific wizard is responsible for the magic, that they just have the trace on... Well, what like, magic were they doing? Like, they weren't doing... they just doing polyjuice potion? And is does, does that count? It's but, not with um, a wand? No, but Tonks, Tonks packs his suitcase and cleans his room. Tonks, oh, you okay. ignorant slut. <laughs> but like, Yeah, this is really confusing. Be... I almost I mean, want to make it... It's not in the trend. presence of a muggle, but if the trace is on him... And he shouldn't be doing magic, and so they just know if magic is being done in his, like, vicinity, mm. then right. so, I feel like... So, for kids who have wizarding parents, they can do whatever the fuck they want, right? Yeah, because, like, they, it says specifically that they just count on the parents to enforce it. What a terrible system. Yeah, I know, that is really at weird. The, at the, um... The Quidditch World Cup, the little kids that are just, like, blo- the kids that's, like, blowing up the slug or playing on the brooms or whatever, and, like, they're not supposed to be doing this. Wait a minute. In the first book, <laughs> have we already talked about this? Somebody has to have talked about this. At least in the first movie. Maybe it's in the first book. Hermione says, I've, only- I've tried a few simple spells myself, but they've all worked for me. Yeah. Hmm. See, this was another thought just that I just had just now, was that, so... And maybe Hagrid, the trace isn't working yet when Hagrid does the magic around Harry at the beginning of the first book because maybe it only starts once they've officially, like, Ah. Hogwarts. Yeah. Because, because Mm, these kids do accidental magic. That's true. Right? He sent the boa constrictor on, you know, Dudley. He, like, flew up on the cafeteria. Well, it must be on the wand. Well, she has a wand. Never mind. But yeah, so I think it's um I think it's like once they actually enroll in Hogwarts because the punishment for doing underage magic is getting kicked out of Hogwarts. Right, it's expulsion and stuff. So, so yeah, I mean I think we can honestly say Hermione's not a rule breaker. Like if she knew she wasn't supposed to do it, she wouldn't have tested. Exactly. But she should know that because she's read all the books. And also, the letter doesn't say anything about That's it. That's true. Their entrance like letter yeah. that they get. I, I would assume. That the letter doesn't assume that underage, like, untrained wizards are going to be able to do magic, and Hermione is just a special case. Oh. Like, they probably, for the most part, aren't capable of doing the magic before they get to school. She's muggle-born, she, so he, she's not technically in the wizard community, right? But that's what I'm saying, they only put those traces on muggle-borns. Yeah. So, no, they don't. Yeah. 
That, that's what we just said. Like, they don't... No, but I'm saying, like, she's muggle-born now. She's not enrolled into wizarding school yet. So that means, really, there's no reason to monitor her yet. Well, she, again, muggle-borns are the only ones they monitor because, as Sherry just said, uh, it's only on whether magic is done in the presence of a minor. So there right. will be magical... But I think they don't... They don't start the trace until after okay. they enroll. Right. Just, like after saying. September 1st when they're at Hogwarts. So can, can on that note, if they only start tracking you when you go to Hogwarts, can any butthole go into Ollivander's that's magic that hasn't been to Hogwarts and get a wand? That's a good question. I mean, I would assume so, but I don't... You have to go to Hogwarts to practice magic, you know what I mean? Do you have to go to school? I mean, I don't know that they have to go to Hogwarts. They have to have some sort of wizarding training, but I don't know, like, how they know if you've been to, like, Durmstrang or uh, Ilvermorny or something like that. Yeah. Because I would assume mm. anybody could just buy a wand and then you just get in trouble if you use it incorrectly. Okay. That sounds... Oh my gosh, so many questions. Like, I almost want to sit down and write down every instance that magic was done. That probably I was going to say, that's a lot. Been they, do, they do magic all the time yeah. in the books. That's kind of the thing. So the thing about, I was thinking about the wands. Or, little, like, where it was done so at. Like, ha- like, when Hagrid gets expelled and they snap his wand in half, like, that's the punishment for getting expelled is that you... I think it's it's not that you didn't go to Hogwarts that prevents you from using magic. It's that you got expelled. Mm-hmm. Right? It's that you did something wrong and that's the punishment. Mm-hmm. So I think you could do like a, you know, full wizarding homeschool education and not go to Hogwarts and still have a wand. Okay. And I think that would probably be okay. Well, I'm wondering. And then if you just like, if you did something to violate wizarding law, then, you know, in lieu of getting expelled and getting your wand snapped, then they, like, the legal people would just come and snap your wand. Hmm. Snap that wand. wonder what Mary Poppins did. We've already established this as canon. Yes. <laughs> Probably killed some kids. Oh my god. <laughs> Did magic in front of muggles, y'all. I shot a kid. <laughs> She's breaking the the statute of secrecy, like, all the time. Oh, that's, that, yeah. there you go, that's it. That's what she did. Mary Poppins gives zero fucks about the Statute of Secrecy. Like, she gives zero fucks, and she doesn't even mention, like, it's literally like, the kids are just like, she's magic, whatever. <laughs> like, no, but like, you know what? Ask her. In, the, in the movie, at the end of their very magical day that they have with Miss Mary Poppins, they say, uh, remember all these cool things? We jumped into the portraits, and she goes, yeah. she goes that shit didn't happen. <laughs> and they're like yes it yeah. did she's like uh if you say that again i'm gonna slap you in the face <laughs> she, <laughs> she says it, she doesn't say that verbatim but it's basically stop talking about that and i and i'm wondering i mean basically it's, like yes you're crazy yes keep it under wraps or something bad will happen to you <laughs> i don't remember that she does. she does say that. Yeah. Like, they're sick. I remember. They're at, like, sick. They're drinking their, their syrup they're medicine. They're about to go to bed after, the, after getting wet. Yeah, that's and... right. And they're, like, so excited. And they're like, we can't sleep. We have the best day. And she's like, what are you talking about? We went for a walk. <laughs> and you got wet. And that's it. Stone <laughs> cold. Um, a couple episodes ago, maybe it was last episode. I can't remember. We talked about what our catchphrases are. Because I always say, uh, time out. Dale says, Dale says, let's just be honest. And one thing I cut out of the episode was that we were trying to figure out the video that she had seen of John Oliver and the thing that he yes. says all. So I found it. And what he says is the same is, is the also the answer to Sherry's catchphrase, which is to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> that's yeah. What <laughs> that's what she says. She, to she's, be fair. She says to be fair or that's fair or fair. <laughs> I have no that's one of those things that, like, I, I have no memory of saying that. Like, it doesn't register that that's part of, like, right. my... Right. Thing. I said the like, same thing to Lauren. I was like, what? Yeah. I say, what? I say to be honest all the time? That's weird. I don't need, I don't know Not about Not to me. be honest. Let's just be honest. <laughs> or let's just be honest. Because you want all of us to be honest. <laughs> Not just you. Which I appreciate well, about you. <laughs> well, uh, Sherry really cares about... What did she just say? Fairness. <laughs> Justice. That's why we're talking Justice about this. Justice and fairness. That's why she's in international relations, right? Mm-hmm. She cares about fairness and justice. And I care about being and honest. And relations. And relations. 
Oh my gosh, I love both of you so much. You guys, our listeners can't see, but Sherry's face is very incredulous right now. <laughs> what? No, it's not. It's just a weird lighting. My my overhead light went out, and it's just the lighting making my face. It's just the lighting, you guys. Let's see. I had some other questions. Are there any ways that the wizarding legal and criminal justice system are superior to ours? Oh, gosh. Because I can't think of any, but I thought maybe you guys They don't were... have capital punishment. I mean, they do have the Dementor's kits, but they don't have yes, the death penalty. <gasps> they do in the United States. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. That's why the wizarding one is better than the United States. No, the United States wizarding. Oh. community. That's true. They just toss the the wizards into like a creepy potion. Yeah. What do you think is more humane? What do you think is more cruel? Because uh, the one doesn't have the death penalty, but they do take away your soul. It's essentially death. The other one is a painless Yeah, death. I'd rather die. Is it painless? So... Yeah, they anesthetize yeah. you. They're, you're like feeling happiness and then you just sink down into this potion yeah. and you're done. Yeah. I mean, that's it. No, that seems I'm like just, an okay way to die, to see all your Dementors fond memories. Is, the Dementor's Kiss is probably more cruel, but I'm I'm still pretty anti uh, the other one, so. Yeah, yeah either one seems pretty I mean, horrible. It's just a lesser of two evils situation. Um, I, I Here's one thing that's interesting. That the the wizarding system of criminal justice necessarily posits the existence of the soul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to. Uh, I mean, I guess if there are ghosts, yeah, there have to be souls. <clears throat> That's but. true. Um, but I think it also depends on like you know, like how are you defining the soul? Because like if it just like right. consciousness, yeah, essentially takes away all of your kind of thoughts and it's like a lobotomy. Like there's nothing there behind right. the eyes. Okay. Yeah. Like it's just you're not. You know what I'm saying? You're alive. Yeah. You're a vegetable, right. basically. Okay. You're like a walking okay. vegetable. It's the only way that the non-scientific world can can call consciousness, I guess, or not not just consciousness, but you know, brain activity. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's what conscious. Brain <clears throat> that's what I would assume. I would much mm-hmm. rather die, I think, than not be able to. You know, I guess if you enjoy a Cheeto. Yeah. I mean. Oh, for sure. Or, I would, I, again, I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy. I definitely <laughs> would not want to be kept alive on, like, ventilators. Life so support. Like, life support, for sure. It means I have had the talk. I'm like, listen. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, ha- this is not something that, yeah. My, my brother was just redoing his will the other day, and he was like, just for the record, like, it's in my will, like, don't keep me alive on the thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, just donate all of my organs, skin, yeah. eye, whatever. So that got dark. Um. Yeah, that got dark real quick. <laughs> well, we did choose kind of a dark topic. Can we take a song title and try to uh, to um, construct the the basic story of a fan fiction around the song title? What song title? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Like uh, wizard song titles? No, like just a pop song. Because this is a very okay. this is a very uh, common um, trope in. Harry Potter fan fiction and probably all Oh, I have one. Okay. Go for it. <clears throat> uh, Selena, I've been listening to Selena songs lately. And one of, you know, one of her pop songs uh, that she did in English was Dreamin' of You. Okay. <laughs> that would be a good one. I mean, it would be like, obviously, it would be very like. Well, who are your characters? Of, you know. Okay. Um, oh, Draco and let's do this thing. Harry. There you go. Okay. <laughs> they have divination together and they're having to interpret their dreams and one of them is oh. dreaming about the other one and they don't want to say oh so is it a un- is it unrequited yes but maybe okay who end, is who who's unrequited for who D- obviously draco is unrequited for harry right yes obviously he won't admit yeah. it because you know so yeah. harry and- has to interpret his dream and correctly interprets it is that what well- we're going no, I think, like, Draco is, like, lying about his dreams because he's dreaming about Harry. But then, like, at the end, maybe Harry sees his dream journal. Like, he leaves it behind in class and Harry reads his dream journal. And then he, like... <laughs> oh, my god! And then they have like, relations in the lockers. Yeah. <laughs> We're amazing. That was, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm going to a Hanson concert on Tuesday. Okay. <gasps> Yes, I'm going to see Hanson, and uh, one of Hanson's most popular songs is "I Will Come to You," Uh, Mm. and we know it as a slow ballad. Do you? Do either of you know that song? I don't. I do not. And that's it. 
huh? You know, Mbop and that's it. Mm. Yeah. So I will come to you is, it's like when the night. I'm not gonna sing it. Uh, when you have, when you have, when you have no light to guide you and no one to walk beside you, I will come to you. Oh, I will come to you. So, uh, let's see. I'm thinking. I'm doing my classic pairing, which is Draco and Hermione. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do one set in an alternate universe where they've already hooked up, right? Where they're already secretly in love. But during the Battle of Hogwarts, they are they, ha- they have to be on opposite sides because that's just where life has placed them. But Hermione has told Draco, no matter what, I will come to you, right? No matter what, if you're in trouble, I'll, I'll help you. So... I'm just spitballing here. Hermione dies. Um, And she dies in um, Draco's arms. But in his time of grief, following following the Battle of Hogwarts, he, 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 uh, I don't know, somehow she she comes back as a ghost. I don't know. Maybe. He finds the resurrection stone in the woods. He finds the resurrection stone in the woods and brings her back. And because their love is a pure love, somehow it works out. That's what we're going with. Because this is fan fiction. Anything can happen in fan fiction. That's true. He gets a time turner. He goes back and he saves her. And he says, he no, I, I've come to you. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how it ends. It's done. <laughs> okay. So to wrap. This is too fun. I know. Well, we have to do this every time. To, um, to wrap up our, our law talk, um, I have a theory. Well, first of all, the, the narrative, the narrative purpose of, of the wizarding legal injustice and basically just like political system being terrible is so that it can easily be overthrown i think that's it like nobody's over nobody's there's no oversight there's no involvement from the citizens so it's almost too easy for somebody to come in and infiltrate and take it over Right, but my theory is that for the the legal system having diverged in the 1600s and developed on its own as a product of its people, um, that what we're witnessing actually in the Harry Potter novels is the the beginning of the Reformation of the legal and political mm-hmm. system that we're witnessing mm-hmm. in the 18. 18- it, it took them till the 80s or the 90s because uh, there's not as many wizards as there are muggles and it we just don't have they just don't have as many minds working on it yeah. <laughs> as we do and so um, there's already prison reform <laughs> happening at the end of the book um, that's true so but they're also yeah they're also like pretty self-sufficient and like there's so few of them and they're so spread out that they don't really like need to go to the government for that much stuff and they haven't had things so bad that they have like a real need for sort right. of like up, like an uprising for like right. kind of a more and you know the the first Voldemort thing was only a decade before the the first book right. starts so that's part of the inciting incident. I also yeah. wonder how much the how much the legal injustice system got worse after the first Voldemort uh, mm-hmm. incident, like that's the first Voldemort point. thing, because I think a lot of it is reactionary. Like what in- about? <clears throat> the Dumbledore situation with uh, Grindelwald, though. That was more abroad, right? And I think the Voldemort thing was more in the oh, UK. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of the, like, Barty Crouch response and then, like, a lot of the other um, orers and people in the ministry, like, had such a, a harsh response to Voldemort and the Death Eaters that then kind of was perpetuated in the system. Mm-hmm. But that I think that is maybe what led to kind of this push to reform it in the post-Voldemort era. That's true. Like, I never thought about that. But yeah, a lot changed, or a lot seemingly changed. Like when you guys mentioned <clears throat> Azkaban and change of, you know, new minister who is an or and who's theoretically a good guy, you know not easily corruptible or whatnot. And then, yeah, so just a lot of good things happen. So, yeah, so he, it was like a catalyst to, you know, make things better. And we know that J.K. Rowling likes to write political books, so maybe she could give us, like, a primer. I'd love her to give us just a write-up on how how long it takes uh, the wizarding justice system to catch up, (laughs) to catch up. 
to yeah so, to work. I mean, I don't know. They <clears throat> never catch up. Ours does. Ours is not great either. So it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do y'all think? That's a whole other. That, that's a whole other podcast. That's true. Yeah. Um. Do you guys want to wrap this thing up? I'm so yes. Tired. I'm sleepy. Sherry's literally, literally laying down right now. I am. I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm in my bed because I don't have a couch yet, and I was like drooping lower and lower, and then I just fully laid down. My my husband has slipped me a note. He wants me to. I'm gonna read verbatim what he said on the page. You should get us. Nope. Let me start over. <laughs> you should give a shout out to your 12 year old cousin Reagan who is currently reading Harry Potter for the first time. Aw, good job, Reagan. Today at the party, after her baptism, she received the entire series as a present. She was thrilled. She even put her hands on the sides of her face. (laughs) I guess a la Kevin McAllister. So shout out to Reagan, who is definitely not allowed to listen to this podcast. Because she's 12. What a lovely Uh, post-baptism gift. um, I know, right? (laughs) That's adorable. Oh, Reagan in the in the in the generation before you, that would be like a lovely post. I don't know Satan baptism. <laughs> yeah, like because like, Christians were not going to give their kids this after post. our confirmations and baptisms. We just got a Bible. What the mm. whatever? Here. Harry Potter is Jesus now, don't you know? <laughs> it's the same thing. I got my precious <laughs> moments Bible with an inscription. <laughs> okay. Precious moments. Let's think about a law-themed spell that we could do. Oh, my gosh. Um, just, just you. Oh, my God. Yeah. A spell, the spell that makes the dun-dun noise from <laughs> Law and Order. <laughs> and you would just go, you would just wave your wand and say dun-dun, and then it would make the actual noise. Would that be associated with anything? We, like should, we should call it Dick or... Wolf. No. What? Oh my god. Yes. That should that should be no, yes, you you have to say Dick Wolf. <laughs> Not Dick Wolfio. Oh, Alright, Dick Wolfio. Dick Wolfio. Dick Wolfio. Oh, Dick Wolfio. Um Have you guys seen uh, that on... tramp stamp tattoo that's yes. created by Dick Wolf? So good. That's the only tramp stamp I've Dude, ever seen packed. that I 40, wanted to get. Forty year old birthday guys. Dick <gasps> Hell yeah! I'm not down for this one, guys. I, well, that's you don't fine. have to get that's it fine. on your lower back. You can get it on your she ass. She doesn't feet. like. She doesn't. She doesn't like Dick Wolf shows. I don't like Law and Order. Di- you could just Sorry. get Dick. But we're not going into it right now. We're not going into that with her. It's going to stir up some ugly feet. I'm joking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys get a Dick Wolf tattoo, and I'll get a Shonda Rhimes tattoo. There you go, Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on that note, thank you for listening to The Sorting Chat. This has been The Sorting Chat. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Dick Wolfio! Uh, Dick Wolfio! 